Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, glad you're with us. And write down our toll-free telephone number. we got a busy show today. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Uh, Roger Stone's going to join us later. Uh, we have Greg Jarrett and David Schoen going to talk about this pre-dawn raid, which we'll get to in a second. Um, also, the battle over immigration, and I, I am 99.9% convinced. I don't think there's going to be a deal. There's a possibility that there could be a deal with the Democrats, uh, but it's not going to be the deal, a bad deal for the president. The president is not going to give amnesty. The president is not going to give a path to citizenship. The president would rather go it alone. He was offering DACA, Dreamers, you know, everything Democrats say for years that they wanted, even themselves sounding like Trump and the need for the wall. Um, But there's no sense of urgency. The president gave three weeks. Now, I know some of you think, oh, why did the president just keep everything closed? Um, Things were going to get pretty hairy around the country. Airports were going to be shut down. Walkouts were about to begin. People were really burdened. Democrats wouldn't talk. So there was, you know, how long are you going to have a stalemate with nobody talks? And at some point he said, okay, plan B. And I don't know for sure. I'm only speculating. Knowing the president as I do, this is not a guy that gives up. He is a tenacious fighter and he digs in and he's finding an alternative way. 
I actually think in the end, assuming now that I'm right, and I predict that the president would use the national emergency, which you got a strong case, don't you? When you can bring in crime statistics that show uh, thousands of Americans have died at the hands of illegal immigrants. Again, it's only 2%, but that 2% does a lot of damage. That you can show the number of sexual assaults and the victims of sexual assaults. And you can show violent assaults, other crimes associated with illegal immigrants. Then you could talk about uh, who is involved in the 90% of heroin in this country. Well, that would be the drug cartels. And the heroin is devastating. The opioid epidemic, devastating small towns and big cities all across the country. And then the fentanyl that comes across that border that is killing people left and right. I mean, there's more fentanyl deaths now than I think we're losing kids in driving accidents. That's how bad it is. 300 kids a week, 300 people a week, opioid overdose deaths and growing. Um, I think that's pretty compelling. Then you get rid of, then you bring in human trafficking. Then you bring in, you know, look at this caravan now, 15,000 people strong. What if they get to our southern border, except this time they get to a part of the border that's wide open? What's going to happen there when they cross the border and our border patrol saying, don't do it? You know, that's not safe for anybody. You know, what are we going to do? How do you defend against that without, you know, the allegations of, oh, they're trying to kill people? Well, we saw when there was a wall, rocks and bottles being pelted at ICE agents and Border Patrol agents, and there was a wall in that situation. You know, I've said this is to keep people on both sides of the border safe. I don't want to see people on the other side of the border hurt in any way, families sometimes involved. Then you have the 2% that agitate, that would maybe create some type of conflict. It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, before I get to the Roger Stone issue here, this is Washington Examiner has an interesting article out. Now, a lot of this has to do with, you know, I've been arguing and we've been pointing out that the fix was in. Comey struck exoneration before investigation. They're writing the exoneration in May. They're taking out the legal standard, gross negligence, reckless disregard is replacing it. So now it's not a crime. Foreign intel services, as many as four, five, six, hacked into Hillary's server in the mom and pop shop bathroom closet. So then they finally interview her, basically lay out the case that she broke numerous laws and the Espionage Act. But never mind, because one of the agents, the one that interviewed her, that was also authoring the exoneration in May before he ever interviewed her in July of 2016. Remember, he was the one that said Hillary should win 100 million to zero against Donald Trump. And he's the same guy that talked about an insurance policy. And he and his girlfriend were talking about media leak strategies. So they put, they rigged the investigation into Hillary. Then, of course, she goes and funnels money to a law firm, legal expense, but it really goes to a op research group that then goes to a foreign agent that then creates a bunch of Russian lies and becomes known as the dossier. Those lies are spread before the election. It's leaked. So the American people are hearing about Donald Trump, the Ritz, Moscow, hookers urinating in beds. 
And then, of course, so that would be Russian paid for lies to influence the election. May even call it collusion of some kind. Um, now, uh, and then it's used as a FISA warrant. The bulk of the unfair. Now we know in August, Bruce Orr testified under oath that he warned everybody, all these top players in the FBI and the Department of Justice, that Christopher Steele hates the president, doesn't want him elected. He has a bias. Hillary paid for the whole thing, and it's unverified and not corroborated. But that didn't stop them from using that dossier in October to commit a fraud on the FISA court because they never told the FISA court in the application that Hillary bought and paid for it. With little asterisks, well, it might have a slight political taint, doesn't cut telling the truth. You're purposely omitting a key aspect to the dossier. Then they don't tell the judge that it's unverified either. They never bothered to verify. They just cared about stopping Trump and getting into Carter Page and his email and his life brought them into all things Trump because that was the back door into everything. Um, the Washington Examiner has a piece out that another tough break, I guess, for Russiagate Democrats because less than 24 hours after the acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker announced that Mueller's Russiagate witch hunt fiasco was on its last legs. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't trust anybody on this team. I, I, after what we saw with Roger Stone four mornings ago, I, I, how can you trust these people? You know, for lying to Congress, that's, that's how we tr- treat people? I'll get to that in a second. Anyway, there is this, this Russian-based escort who supposedly had been suggested for months now that she could corroborate the golden shower urinating in the bed allegations against Trump. Well, she just admitted she made the whole thing up. Yeah, Washington Examiner. The model claimed to have secret information about Russian attempts to interfere in the 2016 election now says she made up those claims in an effort to save her life. Anyway, they give her name. I'll withhold it for now. She was arrested last year in Thailand for holding sex training seminars in the country. She spent nearly a year behind bars until she was deported and then arrested in Moscow earlier this month on prostitution charges. Now she's known as uh, Nastaya Rabaka on social media, claimed to have recordings of Russian oligarch Oleg uh, Deripaska that would reveal more information about Trump's connections to Russia. She claimed to have obtained the recordings during an affair with the Russian oligarch. And she's now walking back that declaration, saying that she made up the claims to attract media attention to save her life while she was being held in Thailand. I think it saved my life. How can I regret it? If journalists had not come at the time and that story had not come to the newspapers, maybe I would be dead by now. Well. Now, the backpedaling comes after the model said she instructed she was instructed by Russian security services to stop talking about Deripaska. He's the one that has close ties, supposedly, to the bad actor Putin and a former associate of Manafort, supposedly. But we don't know. You know, but look, I'm, I'm watching here as we see all of this unfold. And I'm going to get to the attorney general in a minute, but. I just want you to think about this. With all the people we know that lied to Congress, Clapper, Brennan, all the people that lied to the FISA court and signed off on the unverified document, didn't tell the court, 
Hillary paid for it. All those people, all the people that have lied, and there's a long history, Fast and Furious, Eric Holder, Lois Lerner, John Brennan, Clapper lying before the Senate Intelligence Committee, Hillary Clinton, you know, subpoenaed emails, deleted, acid washed, busted up devices. So here it is, Roger Stone, who is being charged with mostly like lying to Congress, a process crime. Nothing, nothing to do with Russia collusion. And the reason they want him is because it's exactly what Judge Ellis said about Manafort. They want to put the screws to Roger Stone, who's 66, and they're going to try and bankrupt him like they did Flynn. And they want him to sing or compose against Trump. That's the only reason. Otherwise, why would you arrest him for lying to Congress? Why don't you arrest the other people that lied to Congress? So four days ago, just think about this pre-dawn raid on his home in Fort Lauderdale, 17 vehicles, including armored tactical trucks, two dozen, well, 27 heavily armed federal agents. I don't blame them. They, they don't have a choice when they're told to do something. It wasn't their decision. SWAT gear, tactical gear, weapons drawn, guns in Stone's face. In the early morning, for lying to Congress? Well, now it's only happened, let's see, oh, to Cone, Manafort, and Stone. But all these other people that have lied to Congress, nothing happens to them. All the people that lied on the FISA warrant, nothing happens to them. Now, he's not a violent, they're not accusing him of a violent crime. He's not a drug dealer or a drug kingpin. He's not a mafia guy or a gangster. He's not El Chapo. He got, okay, well, you lied to Congress. That's how, we, that's, that's how we're going to spend our resources, our you know, limited police resources for this, when all they had to do is call his lawyer and say, be at police headquarters for processing at 9 o'clock or we're putting a warrant out for your arrest. And he would have shown up. Why that show of force? Why only application of laws seemingly to Trump associates, but not Hillary associates? You think you would get away with your subpoenaed emails being deleted, your hard drive being wiped clean with bleach bit? You think you'd get away with busting up your devices? You think you'd get away with ripping out SIM cards? You would not. Why not all these other people that lied? Because it is the witch hunt that the president said. Now, there's a danger here. We are a democratic republic. Our constitution that we cherish so much is the foundation of all law and order in this country. If you don't apply the laws equally, you only go after one group of people because of their political views, and you protect people with other political views, You've lost your constitution. You've lost your country. If we don't have equal application of our laws and equal justice under the law, let me just tell you something you probably don't want to hear. It's over. Say goodbye. Because it's, it is, and this is why when you look at the people that Mueller hired, which I have been harping on, I've always known this is it. 
It's never looked good. It's never been right from the get-go. If you're in a relationship with that special person, there are a couple of important dates that require roses, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, and Valentine's Day is coming. So when you're looking for the biggest, best quality roses, you got to check out my friends at 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, you can get 18 red roses, only $29.99, upgrade to 24 red roses for just 10 bucks more. Now, an unbelievable deal from 1-800-Flowers. Now, remember, 1-800-Flowers, their flowers always picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure maximum freshness, and that's why they can give you the best deal out there. And by the way, you get the best deal also by thinking ahead, ordering early. All right, to order 18 red roses for 29.99 or upgrade to 24 roses only 10 bucks more, just go to 1-800-flowers.com/hannity. That's 1-800-flowers.com/hannity, but hurry, this offer expires on Wednesday. When is Cheryl Mills and ooh, oh, that's right, they got immunity. Oh, for their line. I forgot about that. If you're, if you're a Clinton, you get one set of rules, one rule of law, and there's, if you're everybody else, forget it. You know, I, it is, it, you know, when, you, when you're being charged with lying to Congress and, and a process crime, uh, as in the case of Roger Stone, you, you got to remember there was nothing in the indictment about Stone conspiring, coordinating, colluding with Russia or an attempt to influence the election. He just was trying to find out, well, what other dirt is out there? Well, in Hillary's case, she just bought the dirt, created it out of whole cloth. Interestingly, it came from Russia. The great irony in all of this. You know, and, and look, you don't ever lie. You should never lie, you know, to, if, to any investigator. It's dumb. I think actually half the time talking to them is dumber. Because why? Because, the, what, it's a perjury trap if you don't have a perfect memory? If you can't, if you're Jerome Corsi and you're 72 years old and you didn't remember an email from two years ago uh, or Roger Stone forgot about the text messages, which, by the way, he found and didn't delete and hand it over. You know, it just is it is mind numbing here. But this is what you know, we've had this investigation going on forever. We've seen nothing that even comes close to Trump-Russia collusion. And we see a double standard on display that it's pretty shocking. Civil libertarians are quiet. Democrats are quiet. Uh, cable TVs, quiet. they don't seem to care. I guess it's not happening to them. But if it can happen to one group of people because of their political beliefs, you better believe at some point it could flip and turn on you. You know, we're now criminalizing political differences. You know, everybody was asking, well, what's the next drop of WikiLeaks? It was a common question. And right, we'll take a quick break here. Roger Stone will join us later in the program today. Uh, we have our Freedom Caucus friends. They're going to join us. The latest on is the president going to use the national emergency? I say 99% yes. One thing that is not political, it's smoking. That's about people. And there are 34 million Americans now that smoke. But for many, there's not been a clear alternative. Juul, for me, has been a game changer. I watch people all the time. They go outside in the middle of the freezing winter just to have their smoke. You don't have to do that anymore because of Juul. Now, people don't have to worry about the smell on your hands. Juul was specifically designed by smokers for smokers to be a satisfying alternative 
Active. It's a clean technology. Juul has no ash, no odor, no mess. If you're one of those 34 million adults who do smoke, you now know there's an alternative to cigarettes and cigars. Just go to Juul, J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. That's J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. Now, this product does contain nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. But just go to Juul, J-U-U-L dot com slash Switch America. 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You know, remember, there's no evidence in this stone and die. There's nothing about Trump-Russia collusion here. Andy McCarthy wrote a great piece on it. Greg Jarrett wrote a great piece on it. And this is what Mueller's been investigating for 600 and what? 22 days, and it goes on and on and on, and there's no end to it. You know, I got to tell you, so it's, it, there, there is a great danger here for the country, and I, I don't know if people are fully complete. Maybe you don't like Roger Stone. Maybe you don't like General Flynn. Maybe you don't like Manafort. Maybe you don't like Papadopoulos, Michael Cohen, whatever, whoever happens to be. It doesn't matter. It's about the rule of law. You know, these process crimes... You know, they don't exist, you know, except that you go in, you're asked to answer questions from what you were thinking, saying two years prior, a year prior. And they decide whether or not you honestly don't remember or if they think you're lying. Now, then there in comes the, the rub. Look at the people Mueller's hired. How do you get away with hiring? Hillary Clinton's attorney on the corrupt Clinton Foundation. How does she get to be in in this? Or apparently one of these these people was apparently emails about him leaked because of the DNC, whatever. So he's got an axe to grind in this whole thing. Then you got Weissman and everybody else. There's nothing in this indictment that talks about Russia or Russia collusion. You know, where's Cheryl Mills or Uma Abedin? Well, we know they lied. They said they didn't know at all about Hillary's secret server and email. Uh, Then they found tons of emails. They didn't get the pre-dawn treatment as all these other people have. You know, every single journalist in the country wanted to know what they might have or what might what what information might come out next everybody knew it you know it's what's interesting is mccarthy's uh, piece he says you know to him the fbi after reading the indictment knows there's no espionage between trump and the hostile regime of putin and and russia um you know the fact that he indicted all of putin's agents well, we know that's going nowhere. That's just to get the name Russia out there because Putin's never going to hand over, you know, the equivalent of, a, of a, their CIA agents to the United States for prosecution. That's not going to happen. And this whole time, they've known that there's no collusion. It's just like in the case, if you remember, Scooter Libby. The special prosecutor in that case was a, a guy by the name of Patrick Fitzgerald. I remember reading a profile on the guy, and it's like once he gets in a case— he never takes a second off. He works till the end of the case. I mean, won't take a day off. Now, you might say, well, that's good. He's committed to his job. But problem is, is that 
the whole thing was dealing with Valerie Plame and leaking whether or not she was a covert agent. Turns out she wasn't. Uh, and who leaked it? Well, he found out on day one who it was, Richard Armitage. But these councils never want to just close up shop. And then in that case, I think it's very similar. Why did Scooter Libby get targeted? Well, he was the chief of staff of Dick Cheney. And as the chief of staff, I'm sure they put the screws to Scooter Libby. So he would sing or compose. And, you know, this is another problem with our whole criminal justice system. The idea that these prosecutors as a general course of dealing with people. They'll say, well, you're facing 10, 20, 40 years in prison. You know, or you could just tell us what you know and we'll give you a get out of jail free card. How is that not bribery? How is that not encouraging people to save their own ass and make up stuff about somebody else just to get out of trouble themselves? How trustworthy is that if they're getting something of of such high value, which is either no time in jail or far less time in jail? I think a lot of people are going to sing. Or compose. Compose would be make it up, not tell the truth, lie to save their own ass. You know, and what's fascinating, it just is, you know, all of this, you know, Stone's asking questions about, well, what is WikiLeaks? Well, the New York Times printed WikiLeaks. Washington Post printed WikiLeaks. The whole Pentagon paper cases about, you know, about, if information is stolen, which it was, you know, the Daniel Ellsberg, at the request of Bob McNamara in 1967, they prepare a highly classified study of U.S. political military involvement in Vietnam and the end of World War II to the present day. And, you know, it became the report of the Office of the Secretary of Defense Task Force. And long story short, You know, the New York Times publishes a series of front page articles based on information that was stolen and leaked called the Pentagon Papers. You know, after the third article, the Department of Justice got a temporary restraining order against further publication of the material, arguing that it was detrimental to U.S. security. Okay, it was brought to the Supreme Court 6-3 decision and the New York Times, Washington Post, Supreme Court rules that the government had failed to prove harm to national security and the publication of the papers is justified under the First Amendment's protection of freedom of the press, which means that they didn't steal it, they didn't conspire to steal it, but they got a hold of it and they could print the stolen materials. Well, I'm at that point, that's why the New York Times printed WikiLeaks. That's why every other news organization was curious, what's next? They, they took out the whole top echelon of the DNC on the eve of, of that convention. Pretty amazing. Um, now, what's really scary is, you know, you would think that if you're a Democrat, you could see that one day that maybe the maybe this could shift onto you. If we're going to criminalize political differences of people, maybe you're thinking, hey, um, what are we going to do here? Um. Well, there's some billionaire left-wing mega donor by the name of Tom Steyer, I think is his name. Apparently, he's holding Trump impeachment training courses, training days. And apparently, he continued to push his, you know, impeach Donald Trump by holding a training day for fellow activists at a town hall in Washington. 
aimed at reassuring skeptics on both sides of the political spectrum while also pressuring lawmakers to act immediately. And Steyer, who announced earlier this month that he did not intend to run for president in 2020, also seemingly suggested that, well, he might change his mind on whether he will challenge Trump, who has called him wacky and whatever other names. Uh, I said I was going to go 100 percent for impeachment. And if we can do this, we can make a gigantic change, he said. Now that puts, by the way, all these Democrats, they're now, you know, concerned because they don't some of them are smart enough to know it's not going to work out well. Even the Washington Post ABC News poll now shows a majority of Americans distrust the Mueller investigation. You know, just 43 percent said that they either had a great deal or good amount of confidence in the final report that it will be fair and even handed. A full 50 percent say they doubted Mueller can be fair. Saying, you know, many saying they have no confidence whatsoever in the investigation. How could you at this point? You know, he couldn't find one Republican. I was arguing with Chris Christie on TV last night because he had kind of defended Mueller. I'm like, how, how do you defend this team of only Democratic donors and even Clinton's lawyer or somebody that has the atrocious track record of, oh, let's see, uh, Andrew Weissman. You know, how do you get to that point? How do you justify that in any way? Um. What we're watching, you know, is you're watching and it's going to take time for people to realize what's happening. You're watching the emergence of a new, more radical, extreme Democratic Socialist Party that everything they hit in 2018 will now they'll they'll be proudly boasting of. You know, Maxine Waters, she came out. I don't have the proof, but. Russia sent Manafort to run the Trump campaign. I don't have any proof, but... And she makes these outrageous statements. You know, at the center of the question, you know, where's the evidence for something? Like, aren't they lawmakers? Don't they believe in innocence until proven guilty? It was an amazing write-up about the radical ties to anti-Semitism for this new congresswoman to leave. I don't think anyone seems to care about that. Apparently, she was a Facebook member of the Palestinian American Congress, and a lot of people on that page demonized Jewish people, and the founder, the Palestinian activist, was a key fundraiser for Tlaib and the organization campaign events for her around the country. And apparently, in January of 2018, this guy, her friend, shared an anti-Semitic video claiming Jews aren't really Jewish, described Jews as satanic, that's a new member of Congress. You have another new member of Congress, uh, Omar, opposing sanctions to Venezuela, but she wants them on Israel. You know, look at look at the look at the launch and the positions of the Democrats now. I mean, the, they're trying to turn Kamala Harris into the the next rock star. Wow, she was great. We played a clip last night. Um she says it's humane to maybe protect DACA kids, but not parents. I, I won't vote for a wall under any circumstances. Uh, no reason to have assault weapons in civil society. That's where she stands on the Second Amendment. She defends her record as a prosecutor, but, you know, it gets even more extreme. You know, saying that she vows to get rid of all private health care plans. Let's eliminate all of that. Let's get you rid support, of it all. Uh, the Medicare for All bill, I think, initially co- co-sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders. You're also a co-sponsor yes. on, on it. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. 
Um, so for people out there who like their insurance, well, they don't get to keep it? Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care and you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has, has not had that situation where you got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your you insurance know, company is going to cover this. Now, let's the problem eliminate is, all of that. Let's, hey, let's get, get rid of private health insurance. Let's confiscate wealth. Do you realize she's talking about something that would cost over 10 years 32-plus trillion dollars. In other words, $3.3 trillion a year, which, you know, that's pretty much the entire budget. I mean, what? why let facts get in the way of anything important? So we're going to get rid of all private health care. That's her big plan. Then let's move on. By the way, some Democrats are not as thrilled with Ocasio-Cortez and are floating the idea of a challenge to her. That's pretty interesting. You know, Look at the numbers. 89% of Democrats say economic unfairness that favors the wealthy is a bigger problem. Well, the bottom 50% of wage earners only pay 2% of federal income taxes. 20% pays 90% of the taxes. You already have redistribution. Complete redistribution. Then you've got the genius, Elizabeth Warren. She wants a wealth tax. In other words, you paid your taxes all your taxes, then if you saved any money and you put it away and you get wealthy, she wants another bite of the apple. And then when you die, they get another bite of the apple. I mean, that is, where has this ever worked, these ideas of socialism? You know, redistribution to each according to their need, from each according to their ability. Because I can't think, we're watching all these events unfold in Venezuela, right? Venezuela has more oil, well, except for us. You know, they could be one of the wealthiest countries. Remember, they were promised. Oh, and then you got Andrew Cuomo supporting abortion up to the ninth month and the New York State Legislature. But look at Venezuela. They were all promised, oh, free health care, free education, you know, they universal health care. All of that. What do they got now? Death, destruction, chaos. Three million Venezuelans fleeing their homes because of poverty, hunger, hyperinflation, 80,000%. They have large oil reserves. Now, a poster child for the failure of socialism. Great promises, great failure. You think we would have learned after the Obamacare debacle. These are crazy times. It really is. But... Uh, it's going to take people a while. They'll they'll start absorbing the insanity of all this. And it'll be our great pleasure to point it out every day. At some point, it's going to be humorous. I'll tell you that. At least I hope so. All right, we'll get legal advice and opinions next from our friend Greg Jarrett and uh, also David Schoen as to how bad, you know, this raid is. What are the implications, especially when we have all these other people that lied to Congress and covered up and deleted and acid washed and busted up the i mean it's unbelievable what does it mean to the rule of law now uh also we'll be checking in with roger stone later in the program i mean i got to imagine you know guaranteed for the next at least you know taking his word that he's going to fight it he seems really dedicated to that which i think is the right thing to do but that's now at least a year or two years of his life That'll be full-time 
mind, literally, it'll consume every second, every minute, every hour of his day. Probably age him. And then, of course, can he fight? Does he have enough money to pay for it? We'll ask him. And much more. We'll get to that all coming up on this edition, Sean Hannity Show. At hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. We're going to have Roger Stone in the next hour in our news roundup hour uh, later today. But four days ago, pre-dawn raid, 17 vehicles, including armored tactical trucks, roll up to Roger Stone's house. You have heavily armed federal agents dressed in SWAT gear, surround his house, draw their weapons, pound on the door. He's taken out. Uh, Roger Stone, this, this is not in any way. He's not a ruthless gangster. He's not a drug kingpin. He's not El Chapo. You know, he's not a ma- mafia leader. He's being charged with lying to Congress. We've gone through a long list of people that we repeat that have lied to Congress that get away with it, and we don't have equal justice under the law. That would include people, oh, let's see, like, oh, Eric Holder, and it doesn't stop there, or Hillary Clinton. When is her door going to get knocked down? When is that pre-dawn raid going to happen? You know, at every single point in this, what all we see is a double standard. You don't see equal justice under the law. You know, Fast and Furious with Eric Holder or, you know, the lies told about the Iranian deal by Obama officials assuring Iran wouldn't get access to U.S. banks. They did. Or Lois Lerner, her department, you know, financially persecuting Tea Party groups. She lied about that. What about Brennan? What about Clapper's perjury before the Senate Intelligence Committee? What about Hillary? If we don't, if, look, I don't care if you're liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. This is about a two-tiered justice system. And if we don't apply our laws equally and we don't have equal justice under the law, then you lose your country. The, the, our Constitution is the foundation of our rule of law. And when you only apply it to one group of people because of their political views and not the other group of people, then you might as well shred it because it's it's worthless. It's not worth the paper it's printed on or parchment, perhaps. Anyway, here to uh, weigh in on all of this, we have Greg Jarrett. Boy, the Russia hoax it comes out in paperback, by the way, if you haven't gotten it yet on February 12th. We have up on Hannity.com uh, the illicit scheme to uh, clear Hillary Clinton and frame Donald Trump. David Schoen is with us, civil liberties attorney, criminal rights attorney. Uh, welcome both of you. Uh, what's your reaction to all this? Is there anything I'm saying here that's wrong? No, you're absolutely 100% correct. The arrest of Stone was outrageously abusive display and use of force. I mean, think about this. More than two dozen tactical team FBI agents storming the home at dawn, guns drawn. Uh, this is a 66-year-old white-collar suspect. And over the weekend, I got a call from a 30-year veteran of the FBI. He's in my book, The Russia Hoax who rose to become deputy assistant FBI director. He said he was appalled and angry at the excessive use of force and how Mueller exploited the FBI to frighten and intimidate. This former top FBI official said he has made in his career more than a thousand arrests, never once used this kind of force for a white collar suspect. And he said Christopher Wray, the FBI director, should immediately notify Robert Mueller, the special counsel, he was, is withdrawing all of those FBI agents for further use by the special counsel. And he's right. If Ray had an ounce of integrity about this process, 
he would tell Mueller, knock it off. You're not using my FBI like this again. I will tell you, every single FBI agent I know is absolutely disgusted. And these are the rank and file guys. These are the field office guys. These are the special agent guys that do the hard work every day. And they all say the same thing. To the, the organization that is in their blood that they love, they feel has been abused by those few people at the top. Right. And this is another instance. Why wouldn't you've worked on a lot of criminal cases, David Schoen? Why would they use those tactics for a guy that's being charged with lying to Congress? Pure and simple. Intimidation, intimidation, intimidation. Um, and, and it's worked so far with other people who've been willing to compromise the truth to cooperate with Robert Mueller. Listen, you both just said it all as to this. It shocks the conscience. By the way, I've also heard reports that they had uh, amphibious vehicles on the canal behind his house with frogmen ready for, you know, a water escape from a guy who was given a $250,000 signature bond. It's outrageous. But more than this, the attorney general has got to step in. He should ream Mueller and his team out over this. And, um, he ultimately has the oversight authority over this. But you know who else should be up in arms is the left. I don't like these labels, particularly left and right. But all these congressmen who talk so much and so loudly, Jerry Nadler, Adam Schiff, um, Elijah Cummings, Patrick Leahy in the Senate, they should be outraged by this. This is an issue the left tries to claim usually, abusive police, police tactics. But it's okay if it's someone in the Mueller investigation um, and it's pursuant to their anti-Trump agenda. It can't be okay because they come for them next. Well, I mean, I think that's the danger here. I mean, this is what I feared from the beginning when, you know, you have Jeannie Ray, former Clinton attorney, you know, others associated. One guy I think was associated with the the WikiLeaks dump was interviewing Roger Stone. I read that somewhere or heard that somewhere. Um, and then you've got all these other people, you know, that are Democratic donors. And then you got the worst guy of all, the pit bull, Andrew Weissman. There are two things at work here. First of all, you've got a team of partisans that were hired uh, by uh, Robert Mueller. This is a hit team, politicized completely. And second of all, the indictment of Stone underscores selective and unequal prosecution. Several people close to Hillary Clinton, more than a do- half a dozen, made false statements and emails proved they Name were them. false statements. I'll I'll give you two examples that are prime examples. Uma Abedin uh, and Cheryl Mills. Mills. They said, oh, we didn't know anything about the uh, private email server of Hillary Clinton while she was secretary of state. And, of course, there are emails galore that shows they specifically talked about her private email server. Were they charged? Of course not. Instead, Five people close to Hillary Clinton were given immunity in exchange for nothing. So the bottom line is, if you're a friend of Hillary Clinton, you get a free pass. If you're in Donald Trump's orbit, Mueller and his team of partisans will come after you with a vengeance. What does this mean for the country? What does this mean when they commit? You have two different groups of people, two different political persuasions. You, you, You get the Stone, Manafort, Cone treatment. On one side, then you get the uh, immunity on the other side for the exact same thing. It means we cannot have any confidence in the rule of law and the integrity of the Department of Justice, the FBI and the special counsel. And I agree with you. 
the vast majority of FBI agents are great people. They're hardworking, honorable people. They follow the law. They catch the bad guys, and we are indebted to them. But the senior ranks of the FBI under James Comey and the senior ranks of Obama's Department of Justice weaponized the law for political purposes to destroy Donald Trump to help Hillary Clinton. And this new attorney general once confirmed, William Barr, has vowed to get to the bottom of it, and I hope he does. If he doesn't, then I think my prediction is true. Deal with, David, the double standard that I'm pointing out here. Unequal justice under the law, unequal application of the laws. Yeah, that overriding principle is absolutely the key here. We've seen it. Um, the Mueller uh, investi- so-called investigation is the perfect example. Um, we saw him pick a team that everybody on God's green earth knows is made up of members that have one agenda, get Trump. They were anti-Trump, pro-Hillary Clinton. Just look at the Roger Stone thing. Beyond the arrest, it should be a huge story for everyone. How on earth is Jeannie Ree a part of this prosecution team? The indictment itself says this is about a, doing damage to the Clinton campaign. It's about Clinton emails. Jeannie Ree was Hillary Clinton's lawyer, specifically with respect to her own email scandal. Jeannie Ree is a prosecutor against Roger Stone having to do with the Clinton emails. It's unconscionable. It's unprecedented. And I hope his lawyers are going to attack this to the extent she had anything to do with okay, the Okay, so far, in every case, any check on Mueller's authority has been dismissed. You, nobody's been able to penetrate and get the right judge that actually cares about the Constitution, the rule of law. So, you know, looking at past history, it looks like we're in another Manafort situation. They'll put the screws to Stone, hoping he sings or composes, or Stone is found guilty and, you know, maybe they'll put him in prison. He says, I think he's facing like 40 years in prison, some insane amount. That means he dies in prison. The attorney general, the attorney general has to act. You can't count on Judge Jackson. She may be a fine judge in other situations, but we've seen her in these anti-Trump. Isn't she the one that put Manafort in, you know, isolation? Yeah, we've got to have the attorney general take action. Listen, there are prosecutors on this team that come out of the U.S. attorney's office in D.C. I don't know how on earth that happened, since under 600.1 of the regulations, there's supposed to be a conflict so that no U.S. attorney's office in the country can handle the case, only the special counsel. The attorney general has oversight over the U.S. attorney and Mueller. He has to act. You know, Greg, we've talked a lot about this. You read the indictment, and I've read it two or three times now, and there's no... Trump-Russia collusion, it's another process crime. That's right. And, and by the way, um, good luck Robert Mueller actually winning in court, at trial, a process crime like making a false statement. Why? Look at the statute, 18 U.S.C. 1001. It says in order to, to win a case of a, a false statement, you have to prove that the statement was made knowingly and willfully as false. Now, that's a nearly impossible high burden for Mueller to achieve. Why? Because a faulty memory or a diminished recollection is a complete defense. If Stone recalls events differently than Robert Mueller interprets them, it's not a crime. If, if people like Michael Flynn and George Papadopoulos 
who were charged with these process crimes of making a false statement, had actually had their day in court. There is no way on God's green earth that Robert Mueller would have won. Flynn, especially, because well, the two the star problem, witnesses. Listen, I've, I've been speculating, and I don't know for sure, but I know the tactics that are used. And I suspect not only was he going bankrupt and couldn't afford the lawyers right. and had to sell his house, uh, but he was in business with his son. Right. And at some point they said, sign this. He sacrificed himself for the benefit of his and son. What father wouldn't? What, he fell on the sword. Now, now we learn that McCabe, the deputy FBI director, what did he do? He told him, you don't need a lawyer. Right. And then Comey bragging, he put all process, you know, rules, if you will, aside and bragging that he would never do it in the yeah. Obama or Bush administration. Flynn was, was clearly set up. Uh, and, you know, can you imagine the trial of Michael Flynn? The first witnesses called by the defense would have been Peter Strzok yeah. and the other FBI agent. That didn't think they were, he was lying. And, and they would have said, well, we told Sally Yates and James Comey that we didn't think Flynn was lying. Boom. End of case. All right. Quick break. More with Greg Jarrett, David Schoen on the other side. Then we'll check in with Roger Stone. Four days ago, pre-dawn raid. Uh, armored vehicles, tactical gear, guns drawn, and uh, where that goes from here. We'll get to all of it on the Sean Hannity Show. Stay with us. All right, as we continue with Greg Jarrett and uh, David Schoen, I want to talk about this whole put the screws to somebody. Uh, if you're 66 years old and you're facing 20, 30, 40 years in prison, David, and the prosecution goes, you know, we can get you get out of jail free card. We can... We can get you out. You just got to tell us about this guy. And they'll even sort of tell you what they're looking for. That, to me, would be bribery. That, to me, would be offering something of tremendous value to incentivize people to lie and suborn perjury. Yeah, uh, you're 100% right, logically. In fact, there's a case out of the Tenth Circuit that was going that way years ago, but the Supreme Court said otherwise. When the government pays it, it's not bribery somehow. Um, this is very tempting, but as you've said before, so many of these people have faced bankruptcy, family problems. I just hope that Mr. Stone is going to be able to fight this thing. There are all of these stories on the Internet. Well, he's waffling now and all that. I hope you're going to tell him to stay strong when you speak to him in the next hour. It's fantastic. Well, I mean, he, I know for a fact because he's been saying in all these interviews he doesn't have the money to fight. I mean, I don't know why people assume that some people have a lot of money to fight this. This is millions of dollars. This is not right. And you see these other you see these other jokers with these defense funds. Sheriff Israel now, you know, he's got a legal defense fund. Michael Avenatti for Stormy Daniels. You know what? Maybe people ought to pony up for Roger Stone because he's fighting for the American people. He's fighting for our Constitution. He has to have his day in court, and we have to show the American people what went on in this prosecution. What do you think about this quid pro quo? Tell us what do we want to hear. You get a get out of jail free card, Greg. Yeah, you know, it, it, we sanction in America, and it's wrong, uh, prosecutors using extortion and bribery and threats to get people to lie under oath to implicate others. It needs to be changed. Um, but, you know, the, the odd thing about all of this is that when you actually read the indictment, it demonstrates there is no known evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. If such evidence existed, Mueller would have charged Stone or others with that offense. Not a single person has been charged with the alleged crime that Mueller 
was appointed to investigate. All right, got to thank you both. Uh, Roger Stone will join us at the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to check in with Freedom Caucus members uh, Mark Green of Tennessee, Andy Biggs of Arizona. We'll talk about immigration, also about this witch hunt, and much more as we continue the Sean Hannity Show. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern. we got a great show. I'll tell you about that in a minute. We need to have Medicare for all. That's just the bottom line. And, and, and I'll say this. What we know is that to live in a civil society, to be true to the ideals and the spirit of who we say we are as a country, um, we have to appreciate and understand that access to health care is a, it should not be thought of as a privilege. It should be understood to be a right. It should be understood to be something that all people should be entitled to so that they can live a productive life, so they can have dignity. And having a system that makes a difference in terms of who receives what based on your income is unconscionable. It is cruel. And in many situations that I have witnessed, inhumane. It it is inhumane. It is inhumane to make people go through a system where they cannot literally receive the benefit of what medical science can offer. You support uh, the Medicare for All bill, I think, initially co-sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders. You're also a co-sponsor on on it. I believe it will totally eliminate private insurance. Um, So for people out there who like their insurance, they don't get to keep it? Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care. And you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us has, has not had that situation where you've got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this? Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let, uh, let's just basically confiscate all the wealth. This is a party now that has gone radical, extreme, democratic, socialist. I mean, on, look at cultural issues. Look at, you know, possible contender for 2020, Andrew Cuomo, celebrating that you can now in New York get an abortion even up to the ninth month, in the ninth month, just before birth, a fully formed viable child at that point that would be infanticide then you got kamala harris remember she comparing the ice to the kkk okay well venezuela at one point was offered universal health care that government would take care of them you know you or look at congresswoman ocasio cortez the new leader of the democratic party um they're pushing this plan medicaid medicare for all number 10 <laughs> Countdown. Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Is it too expensive? No. People often say, like, how are you going to pay for it? And I find the question so puzzling because how do you pay for something that's more affordable? How do you pay for cheaper rent? How do you pay for You just pay for it. Well, it's got a price tag of $32.6 trillion over 10 years. That's $3.26 trillion a year which basically is the entire budget, the money the government takes in. That, of course, is before confiscation. Now, then you've got Kamala Harris now saying there, well, well, let's eliminate eliminate all private health care. Well, we're all screwed then. Nobody that's good at being a doctor is ever going to get into that because they'll be price fixing and, and literally, you know, they'll have four, four years of college, four years of medical school, internships, residencies, um, she wants a new green, a green new deal. Well, that worked out great under Obama with Solyndra and all the wasted millions and billions of dollars there. Um, you look at some of the other extreme positions that she had and 
you know, you begin to wonder that this this is insane. Harris saying it's inhumane to protect DACA kids, but not parents. I won't vote for a wall under any circumstances. Well, I take that to mean that heroin crossing our border, 90 percent of it for this country keeps coming in. She said, no, no reason to have assault weapons in a civil society. Well, what does she know about weapons anyway? Because the difference between one rifle and the difference between another rifle often is cosmetic that they define as an assault weapon. Um, we've got all of that. And, of course, the latest on immigration. Joining us now, Freedom Caucus member uh, Mark Green of Tennessee. He took over Marsha Blackburn's seat uh, in the great state of Tennessee, his first visit on the show. Also, our friend, also a Freedom Caucus member, Congressman Andy Biggs of Arizona. Welcome, both of you, to the program. You know, and then we've got, by the way, and I'll start with you, Mark. Then we also have Elizabeth Warren wanting a wealth tax. People paid their money paid their taxes, that whatever little they get to keep, now she's going to go in for another bite of the apple and then another bite when you die. They never stop taking a bite out of the apple. Your reaction? Clearly the wealth tax is nothing but an asset grab. I mean, these are people that have been taxed once, taxed twice in the in the case of uh, you know capital gains tax, and then they're going to go and she wants to seize wealth. I mean, that's taking it to a level that, that no one has ever discussed in this entire country. I mean, it, it's like Earth to Senator Warren, Earth to Senator Warren. I mean, this is just absurd. It's in, it's insane. And you know, you mentioned the whole cost of the healthcare thing, thirty six point or thirty two point six trillion dollars. And the best with the Green Plan, they're talking about a seventy percent tax is seven hundred billion over ten years. I mean, the math just doesn't add up. I, I, I have I, it makes no sense to me, Sean. I'm looking at all of these candidates, Andy Biggs, and they are trying to out-extreme themselves to now cater to this radical base in the party. But, you know, maybe conventional wisdom is you cater to your base, but this is a new base. This is a, a radical, extreme, socialist, democratic party base. I don't see any way back to the center at any point because this is what they really believe. All the things they hid in 2018, now they're bragging about going into 2020 in the primaries. Yeah, it's been kind of a race to the far left by everybody who wants to get in and be the presidential candidate nominee for the for the Democrats. I mean, when you think about it, they 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 don't have a fundamental understanding of economics. They don't have a fundamental understanding of history. I mean, everywhere that socialism and by the way, they have they have a bent towards authoritarianism as well, which is basically communism, uh, uh, and that's where they're moving to. That's really where they're moving to, because they want to command not. Just just the economy, but your personal lives as well, and that's what you're going to see in that 70 percent tax on the on the ultra rich. Where has this ready. socialism ever worked? Um, never, no. It has never created wealth. It it creates a disincentive for anybody that has money to invest money. It literally look at what's happening to the populations of New York, New Jersey, California, Illinois. They are leaving in droves. Tens and hundreds of thousands have left these states for other states that are more friendly towards not only citizens, but towards business. You know, no income tax in Florida, no income tax in Texas. Those states are growing by three, four hundred thousand people a year. And there's a good reason for it. Yeah, that's right, Sean. And I'll, I'll just tell you, 
what I see is so many people come to Arizona from California, Illinois, some of these high-tax states, and they forget after a while why they're in Arizona. They, they came to Arizona for the better climate, you know, not just the climate, but the tax environment, the, the business environment. They're, they're thriving. But then they say, well, you know, we, it was like this way back in California, so so many of them want to get back to California. But they forget what Margaret Thatcher said. Sooner or later, you run out of money, other people's money, to pay for the programs you want. Well, that happens pretty quickly. Uh, Congressman Mark Green, do you think, I mean, there seems to be a movement here. It seems to be gaining traction. There's always this, you know, ebb and flow to political cycles. You know, we have a disastrous eight years of the economy under Obama, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty, uh, the lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, lowest home ownership rate in 51 years takes on more debt than all 43 presidents before him combined. And it's like, okay, now everything's gotten better because of conservative policies of the president. And now you want to go back to the ones that failed. Yeah, Sean, they're all about the government being the answer to everything. So every single policy that they do is about growing government and putting power in the hands of government officials. They, I mean, socialism is... Uh, you know, basically fewer and fewer people controlling the resources of the economy. That's what Democrats want. They, they are all about that. And then, of course, you, know, you could have well-intentioned people at some point, but eventually when power gets concentrated into the hands of a few, that leads to tyranny. That's what our founding fathers. Well, for every bit of so-called security you get, remember the promise of Obamacare, keep your doctor, keep your plan, pay less. Okay, millions lost their doctor, millions lost their plans, and everybody paid a lot more, including two and three hundred percent more. And many Americans only have one option because all the health insurance companies bailed out because they couldn't make it work because it was really a redistribution scheme. You had the the young and the healthy literally that didn't need these policies paying for the old, sick, elderly and disabled. That's what it became. Yeah, it was even worse than that. I mean, we cost shifted from small businesses to pay for that expansion market that the government wouldn't appropriately fund. They they clearly couldn't afford Obamacare. So what happened is the insurance companies had to increase their rates. I was a state senator at the time. At the time, Blue Cross Blue Shield would come to us and say, we need a 30% increase this year. Oh, we need a 50% increase. And all that is is they were cost shifting to the small businesses that had to turn around and buy insurance. The person who pays with these kinds of health care schemes is the middle class small business people that are the economic engine of this country. And uh, that, that, they don't care about those people. They care about the government. Andy, let's go to the issue of the border. Uh, obviously a big issue in your state of Arizona, a border state. Uh, we now have a new migrant caravan making its way uh, up to our southern border. Uh, we see that Tijuana Medical Examiner's Office has been overwhelmed by bodies uh, by not having a wall. We can't protect people on either side of it, it seems. It's not about the 98% that want a better life. Um, it's about the 2% that want to bring drugs and and gangs and all this other and violence into our country, and we have a right to vet them. Uh, so a lot of conservatives were upset that the president backed off the shutdown, gave Congress three weeks to get their job done, or he declares a national emergency. I, now, I personally have zero doubt he goes the national emergency route. Do, do you? Yeah. You know, Sean, here's the deal. I look at it and I say, I'm not seeing movement from uh, our friends across the aisle. They're locked in. And they 
they've, there's cognitive dissonance. They're not seeing what you and I see when we go to the border, where we see people uh, sneaking across who are bringing drugs and, and fentanyl and the opioids that are causing an epidemic. And this, this drug crisis, I think, lends itself to, uh, if it's not an emergency, then certainly uh, there is a title within Title 10, which allows the president uh, the de- and working with the Department of Defense to start building fences and walls and active drug trafficking corridors. This needs to happen, and I think that's the way he's going to go. I think he's going to have to take executive action because Congress for two years didn't do anything, and it's still not doing anything. Well, the bottom line is, you know, can you make the case that this is a national emergency? Now, when you look at the crime statistics, which we have looked at, and the number of homicides, sexual assaults, violent assaults, you look at 90% of heroin coming into the country, a lot of the fentanyl that's killing people every day, that's coming in through the southern border. Then the the cartels, the threat of, of a terrorist similarly crossing that border. Um, to me, Mark, it's the president's job to secure the country and keep our, our citizenry safe, no? Yeah, Sean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think you mentioned 90% heroin. I mean, that's killing 300 Americans every week. That, that sounds like a crisis to me. Well, that and sounds like a national emergency because... It's a national... Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. More with uh, Congressman Mark Green, Tennessee, and Andy Biggs of uh, Arizona. News Roundup, Information Overload uh, Hour coming up in our next hour. As we continue, it's the Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue with Congressman, both Freedom Caucus members, Representative Mark Green of Tennessee, he took over Marsha Blackburn's seat, uh, Congressman Andy Biggs of uh, Arizona, and uh, at the top of the hour, Roger Stone is uh, going to join us as well. We'll talk about his situation. Uh, I think a little bit of overkill, wouldn't you agree, Andy? Did we really need 27 tactical armed, <laughs> guns drawn, pre-dawn raid for a guy that is being accused and indicted on lying to Congress? No, that was not meant to do anything more than in, intimidate Roger Stone, as well as intimidate anybody else that the Mueller team is investigating. That was that was ridiculous, and in my opinion, that kind of militarization of a police force is absolutely unwarranted. I've actually contacted the Inspector General. We need to get to the bottom of that. Well, the next thing is, is what about Hillary Clinton's email issues, deletions, subpoenaed emails, deletions, bleach bit, um, busting up devices. What about the lies to Congress by Clapper and and Brennan and Comey and all these other people? When do they get the pre-dawn raid? They should have been processed and arrested and indicted, um, and they should be defending themselves because... But but the the problem is it's not happening. It's only happening that if you are a Trump supporter. Right, and this is is the problem, and this is why so many of us were kind of gassed a little bit about our last attorney general because we were asking for a movement on criminal prosecutions, on people who we knew had committed crimes, at least take them to the grand jury, let the grand jury decide uh, whether they want to indict them or not, and then proceed through. And, and But we're not seeing that now. And now that the House is out of, uh, out of our hands, it's going to even actually slow down the congressional investigations that we've been trying to do for two years. All right. Last word, uh, Congressman Mark Green. Well, Sean, first, thanks for bringing up these issues and fighting the, the, the fight for us to help get this message out. It's 
pretty clear that Nancy Pelosi and team want nothing to do with border security. They want an open border, uh, and we're going to stand against them. We're going to fight them, and we're going to you know stand uh, arm in arm on the Republican side. And uh, I, I just appreciate you allowing us to get this message out and carrying the message for us. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. All the best to you, and uh, good luck. We need a lot of fighters out there. Without the Freedom Caucus, frankly, I don't think we'd make it. Your mention of Podesta, you were talking specifically about one Podesta, were you not? And no, they I was actually with the I was Ukraine, talking, correct? No, I was talking about both Podesta brothers because uh, on uh, July 31st, Peter Schweitzer wrote a devastating monograph called From Russia with Money about John and Tony making millions from the oligarchs around Putin in aluminum, in uranium, in gas, in banking. And then on the 14th of August, Breitbart published another story by uh, by Schweitzer tying Tony Podesta to the same Ukrainian political party as, the, as Paul Manafort. So I said the Podesta's time in the barrel would come. What I was saying was I intended to get that information on a background basis to a number of reporters. Any other uh, narrative about what happened there uh, is false. And there was no controversy about my tweet for six weeks uh, until uh, it is alleged uh, that Stone was foreshadowing Podesta's emails being stolen. Let me be clear. I never knew the source or the content of any allegedly hacked or allegedly stolen emails. That is a lie. All right, so glad you're with us. News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Four days ago, the morning hours, pre-dawn hours of January 25th, well, 17 vehicles, including armored tactical trucks, rolled into Roger Stone's Fort Lauderdale neighborhood, and two dozen heavily armed federal agents dressed in SWAT gear surround his home, draw their weapons, pound on his door, and take him into custody. Um, He's not a drug kingpin, not even charged with any violent crime of any kind. He's not a a mafia figure or a ruthless gangster. This is not El Chapo. Uh, He has, as we have discussed, this has now become another Robert Mueller process violation. In other words, if, if you don't have the witch hunt, None of this happens. And we all know there's no Russia collusion. There never has been any at any point. Um, There are real questions here. This has now become the tactics of Andrew Weissman, the pit bull, and Robert Mueller, and his merry band of Democratic donors and even hiring Hillary Clinton's lawyer. And we went over a list last night of all the Obama people that lied. When when is the pre-dawn raid going to happen? For Hillary, slam dunk case, although they put the fix in, that would be Strzok and Comey. Strzok, who wanted Hillary, thought she should win $100 million to zero. Uh, then, of course, subpoenaed emails deleted, computers, hard drive, acid wash with bleach bit, and then busting up devices. Or when are we going to get to Eric Holder or Cheryl Mills or Brennan or Clapper, who were all lied under oath, or Treasury officials under Obama? or any of the other numbers of people. Anyway, uh, Roger Stone is with us now. I, I got to imagine, I mean, there's been a lot of talk. You thought the last time I interviewed you that you were being targeted, that it might happen. Did you expect it to happen this way? No, uh, Sean, I'm represented by attorneys. The special counsel's office is well aware of that. 
I'm 66 years old. Although I support the Second Amendment, I don't own a gun. Uh, I don't have a valid passport. I have no previous criminal record. I'm not a flight risk. The court said that when they gave me a, essentially a, a bond on my own signature. Uh, this was a, this was a, meant to send a, 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 a an intimidating signal to to other witnesses. It was meant to intimidate me. Twenty nine SWAT team armed uh, FBI agents surrounding my home, wearing night goggles, brandishing assault rifles. I opened the door, facing uh, down the barrel of two guns. Uh, I was summarily. Uh, By the way, you know, good, good morning, Roger. <laughs> Which is, you know, that, that'll that wake yeah. you up better than any cup of coffee. And I'm not making light of it because it shouldn't happen. Not yeah, in this no, country. And, and, of course, and, and, of course, there's a, a camera crew 15 feet away from CNN capturing the whole thing for posterity. Yeah, just by so accident, by the way. They just happened to figure out the one day that they, yeah. that I heard it was an only day. Now, you said something last night. Now, your wife is sleeping, right? Yes, she was just sleeping. My wife is hearing impaired. Uh, she was not woken up by this co- co- uh, this commotion. I came downstairs. Um, they marched me outside in handcuffs, uh, bare feet, wearing my Roger Stone did nothing wrong T-shirt, uh, gym shorts. Uh, and they said, who else is in the house? I said, my wife. I was afraid that they were going to think she wasn't complying with an order because she can't hear and shoot her. Did you tell um, them that? Uh, I told them that she was hearing impaired. They still went upstairs, pounded on the door. They scared the daylights out of her. They traumatized my dogs. All of this could have been avoided by simply calling my attorney. Uh, the idea that they couldn't do that because I might destroy evidence is absurd. I've been under investigation for two years, and they have brought 19 of my current or former associates before the grand jury or interrogated them by the FBI. If I was going to destroy evidence, which I haven't done, wouldn't I have done it a long time ago? It's, it's absurd. Uh, these are the police state tactics of the, of the Gestapo. This is something you'd expect in Nazi Germany or in Soviet Russia, but not here in the United States. But the idea, Sean, is to poison the jury pool, to make me look like public enemy number one for the American people, to paint the black hat on me before I've had a fair trial, if I can get a fair trial in the District of Columbia, uh, and then, of course, to break me financially. I don't have the funds to uh, hire the lawyers to fight this. They want to do to me what they did to Michael Flynn, force me to plead guilty to something I didn't do, which is why I ask people to go to stonedefensefund.com. I urgently help need help from the supporters of the president and other Americans who are outraged at what's being done to me. You know, I, I look at what happened to you Manafort, same thing. Uh, Cone, the same thing. And you, and General Flynn, I mean, what we learned that the deputy FBI director tells General Flynn, you don't need a lawyer. Uh, and Comey brags that he did to General Flynn and the Trump administration, that which he'd never do if it was Obama or Bush as president. Um, there's something really, and a three-star general in a perjury trap he can't afford a lawyer. They threaten to go after his son. He falls on the sword for that reason. You know, I, I know that it's probably, you know, you're more of your makeup. I've, I've known you for a number of years, I guess, to just, you know, say that I'm, I'm not going to suborn. They're not going to be able to get me to suborn perjury. You're not going to lie. But then they threaten you with what? However many years in jail and you're 66 years old. That's not well, a, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a potential 45 year sentence. 
based on these completely bogus charges. Uh, and I know how the indictment reads, but no lawyer, no reasonable individual could understand without seeing all the transcript of the four and a half hours that I voluntarily testified to see how bogus and fabricated these charges are, which is why I pled guilty today in my arraignment, uh, but sitting at the prosecution table smirking, Jeannie Ray, the personal attorney for Hillary Clinton in the illegal email server case, the email case, uh, and who represented the Clinton Foundation against charges of racketeering. She has been running the uh, the uh, investigation into me. She's been questioning the witnesses before the grand jury about me. Sitting next to her, Aaron Zelinsky, uh, former counsel to the uh, State Department under Hillary Clinton. His emails are actually among the emails uh, uh, published by WikiLeaks, clear conflict of interest, recommended for his job by Rod Rosenstein, who he served as an assistant uh, U.S. attorney to. By the way, that's a violation to the U.S. attorney, pardon me, the Justice Department is supposed to be completely independent of the special counsel's office. Uh, so uh, these are partisan hit people. They're, they're, uh, they, they are, you know, they are uh, Hillary supporting partisans, uh, and their, their goal is quite simple. Silence me. Silence me on the InfoWars platform. Silence me so with a gag order so I can't come on with you, Sean. Uh, that's the whole plan. And then crush me financially, which is the worst part. Um, I- I'm gratified that so many people have gone to StoneDefenseFund.com to help me because my life is now in their hands. We have a precedent-setting case that's called the Pentagon Papers. Uh, I went over it on this show in great detail uh, last week, and I've gone over it before. Um, a lot of this case is you, uh, this indictment against you, which I've read now a couple of times, surrounds your desire to get information about what WikiLeaks might release before the election in 2016. Now, knowing the Pentagon Papers case as well as I do, well, it was a 6 3 Supreme Court ruling that the New York Times, Washington Post, that they had every right to publish even stolen materials as long as they weren't part of a conspiracy to steal it or steal it themselves. Um, You're just trying to find out, like, by the way, I think almost everybody in the media was wondering what WikiLeaks was going to drop at that time. And at one point, you're speculating in one of the emails that it was about the foundation, Clinton Foundation, and you weren't right about that, which says, oh, you didn't have any coordination of any time. Uh, you didn't conspire to steal and you didn't steal it. So how is that, this? That is, that, that is correct. In fact, there's also they cite an email from uh, Dr. Jerry Corsi telling me that the disclosures will come in August in two uh, data releases. That's also incorrect. That turns out to be totally wrong. So it's very clear that I never had advance notice of the source or the content uh, of the WikiLeaks disclosures, either stolen or allegedly hacked, uh, that I never received any such materials, that I never passed anything of the kind onto the Trump campaign or Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, th- I'm not sure. What about what the claim? Because they're claiming that you did have contact with and uh, a high ranking Trump official uh, about this, whatever information you were getting, but it wasn't anything you were ever able to confirm. Is that correct? Uh, 
uh, I got an email from somebody in the Trump campaign about uh, Assange's public press conference, and I responded with two things from that morning's uh, media, both of which were public information, that, uh, that Assange was concerned about his personal security. The Guardian reported that. And that there would be weekly disclosures for every week from October 1st to the election. Politico had reported that five hours earlier. So, again, no inside information. I do think there are some in the Trump campaign who have been pressured to bear false witness against me, and that will be proven at trial. My lawyers look forward to calling Adam Schiff to the stand and Eric Swalwell to the stand, uh, because uh, I'm entitled, if I was accused of lying to the committee, to call committee members and see what they had to say that day and what the, what the Republican members of the committee thought in terms of whether my any error I made before the committee in my testimony involves either intent or materiality. I believe I will be vindicated. It's funny to watch Preet Bahara on CNN say this is a slam dunk, calls me a liar. Here's a guy who a federal judge lashed for lying in the William Walton case. You're the liar, Preet. So, uh, and then watching reporters jump to conclusions, Tucker, and say, oh, well, the, the, the Trump campaign official who directed Stone to find out about WikiLeaks was Donald Trump. No, it was not. All right, as we continue with Roger Stone, four days ago in the pre-dawn hours, well, you had, what, uh, 27, 29 SWAT-dressed, tactical gear-dressed FBI agents. Uh, you did say they, the agents were nice to you, but they don't have a say in who they are told to go and arrest, right? Correct? Or the- yeah, one, one, yes, once, they, once uh, I kept asking, could I please be told what, what I'm charged with, they said, we'll tell you on the way to processing. Once I got in the car, they showed me a one-page sheet that told me not much. Uh, and they were courteous. Uh, you know, they took the handcuffs off the back of me and put them on the front of me for the ride to Miami, and then they re-handcuffed me in the back. Uh, then um, I was fingerprinted. Uh, I had mugshots taken. If, I, if my lawyers had been contacted, I could have worn a suit and tie. would have looked a lot better in my mugshot. By the way, Stone's uh, rules, it's always about what you're wearing. Everything's about dress uh, in your world, which is actually a funny side of you. Um, uh, and then they, I was taken then, Sean, to the uh, federal courthouse in uh, Fort Lauderdale, where I was put in uh, leg shackles and and hand shackles, you know, around my waist, uh, put in a holding cell with three African-American gentlemen, uh, all of whom strongly support the president's recent sentencing reform uh, reform package. That was an amazing uh, and move. I think what the president did was amazing, actually. It was one of the best things he's done. Uh, watching Noah Trevor make fun of me tonight, saying, now you know how black people feel. I've been criticizing the 1994 Clinton crime bill and the unequal sentencing of African-Americans and poor people for 15 years. It's in all my books. I don't but think there was an... Alice Marie Johnson, when that... When she was released, she had a one-time drug offense, spent over 20 years in jail. The president let her out, and I said, we need to do that. We need to find every Alice Marie Johnson and let them out. Because she, she literally comes out, hugs her family, and says, thank you, America, for giving me a second chance. I won't let you down. I, yeah, so I agree with you on that issue. All right, I, when we get back, I want to talk about the underlying process crimes here. The double standard that is so outrageous, I think it creates a clear and present danger to our democratic republic. And I've been saying it now for a long time. 
Uh, we'll continue more with Roger Stone on the uh, other side. Uh, we have a great Hannity tonight. More on this and more. Uh, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. We'll continue. 25 now till the uh, top of the hour. Four days ago, pre-dawn hours, January 25th, 17 vehicles, including armored tactical trucks, rolling into Roger Stone's Fort Lauderdale neighborhood. And about 27 heavily armed federal agents dressed in full SWAT gear surrounding his home, drawing their weapons. This is a process crime. This is, oh, okay, this is not a, a, a murderer. These are not gangsters. This is not El Chapo. This is not even somebody that has a passport that could run away. It is getting very scary now that these tactics are being used regularly for what is known very clearly as a process crime. In other words, lying to Congress does not warrant 17 tactical vehicles and 27 armed agents in a pre-dawn raid. That would be a phone call to the person's lawyer saying, come in at 10 o'clock voluntarily and you're going to be charged. That's the normal way of doing things. Now, if this is going to be the new standard, people that lie to Congress or alleged to have lied to Congress, where is the pre-dawn rate of Eric Holder? You know, long history of of lying before Congress cover up of the Fast and Furious scandal? What about the Obama officials that lied about the Iranian deal and their access to U.S. banks? They just flat out lied to Congress about it. What about former IRS official Lois Lerner lied through her teeth about her department's financial persecution of Tea Party groups, which, by the way, was finally proven? Or, or what about comrade John Brennan? He lied to Congress on multiple occasions about Hillary's bought and paid for dirty dossier. What about James Clapper's perjury before the Senate Intelligence Committee? Where's his pre-dawn raid? Where's Hillary's pre-dawn raid? Biggest slam dunk case of obstruction of justice I've ever seen. Subpoenaed emails deleted, acid wash with bleach pit, the hard drives, busting up devices, pulling out SIM cards. If America, if this is only going to happen to people of one political class or belief system, you do not have a constitution. This is this Democratic Republic is over. That's not equal justice under the law or equal application of our laws here. It should scare everybody, regardless of where you stand politically on issues. Where are the libertarians in this country? Where are the civil libertarians? Where's the ACLU weighing in on such an important topic uh, and the tactics? You know, if if it's going to be we're arresting people for lying, everybody that we now know was told that the dirty, bought-and-paid-for Russian dossier that of Hillary Clinton, they were told in August that it was unverified, not corroborated, likely not true, put together by a guy that hates candidate Trump, and also Hillary bought and paid for it. They hid all of that, committing massive, conscious conspiracy fraud before FISA courts. And they didn't do it once. They did it four times. Let's talk with more with Roger Stone about this two-tier justice system. You know, this is real. Your life now is in jeopardy. What you know as your life hangs in the balance and probably for the next year at least, maybe 18 months, you have no idea how this is going to end. And I got to imagine that's not fun. That's not freedom. That's not, you know, and then you see all these other people go free and not being that we're not applying the laws equally to them. I, I got to imagine that probably pisses you off, pisses me off. Well, I mean, uh, Sean, I'm in Washington, D.C. I just got a call from my wife, text message. 
My house, my house is surrounded by radical left-wing protesters screaming, howling. The Fort Lauderdale police refuse to respond. The Broward County Sheriff's Office refuses to respond. My wife's in danger. My family is in danger. This is insanity, just insanity. Uh, It's been this way for six months in the sense that I can't go to a restaurant or out on the street or or through an airport or any public square without somebody wanting to mix it up. Some people just yell, call me a traitor. My, My family members were mowed down by Russian tanks in Budapest in 1956. But to call me a Russian dupe or a spy is a is a true insult but now i have to worry about the the security of of my wife uh you know it's just it's really disconcerting i am i'm very upset it's 621 days is there any evidence of any trump russia collusion because i don't see it but i do see that that both comey and peter struck wrote an exoneration in may and then by the way and comey lied about writing it ahead of time and he took out the gross negligence legal standard and replaced it with extreme carelessness. They also had a version that said that they believe six foreign intelligence agencies likely hacked into Hillary's server in the mom and pop bathroom closet. Um, I see that Hillary gets to put together this phony dossier by funneling money through a law firm that hires an op research group that hires a foreign national that makes Russian lies that are disseminated to the American people. Uh, in the lead up to the 2016 election. So I do see some Russia collusion here, but on their side, and nobody seems interested in it in any way. FISA abuse, nobody seems interested except a few of us that see we, we actually have evidence of crimes and law breaking. Why do you think there's no interest? Why our Justice Department? Why do they not want to follow the, the, the clear line to guilt of Russian interference? Because President Trump does not have control of his own Justice Department. That is clear. Uh, The New York Times reported on January 20th, 2017, that I was under surveillance in 2016. They've never explained that. The Times will not retract that story. They insist their reporting is accurate. I hope to learn about that in discovery in my own trial, although I wouldn't bet on it because the government doesn't tell the truth. They claim Paul Manafort was never under surveillance at any time uh, in their discovery. I don't believe that to be true either. Uh, We have rogue intelligence services that have been heavily politicized, uh, and there's no question that the FBI uh, was used to infiltrate Donald Trump's campaign, that the the FISA warrants or other warrants were used to illegitimately spy on his campaign, uh, and that this fabricated document that was paid for illegally with campaign funds and money laundered was used to rationalize uh, that spying. But Mr. Mueller seems to have no interest in these crimes. He's only interested in trying to fabricate crimes against Donald Trump and his supporters. This is a speeding bullet heading for the president. This is not about Roger Stone. I'm just a collateral damage. I'm being persecuted and driven to the poorhouse because I supported Donald Trump for president, and I played some small role in defeating Hillary Clinton, uh, and for no other reason. So I asked people to go to stonedefensefund.com. I mean, Sean, my back's against the wall. Uh, I want to fight. I don't want to be Michael Cohn. I will not roll over. I will go down fighting, but I need the resources. You're going to fight to the end, and you said in an interview, you don't have anything to tell the special counsel, correct, as it relates to the president? 
what I'm saying is I will not bear false witness against Donald Trump. I will not make up stories about him to ease the pressure on myself because I would be committing perjury to do so. I would have to fabricate something, and I'm just not going to do that. This, this Donald is, Trump this, is not involved in Russian collusion, and either am I. Well, Andy McCarthy even said that. He said, I read your, he read your indictment, and what it says to me is the FBI knows no espionage between the Kremlin and Trump campaign uh, and the person we elected uh, being a Russian agent. They know it was not true. They didn't tell us that. They've always known, you know, Greg Jarrett's best-selling book, The Illicit Scheme to Clear Hillary Clinton and Frame Donald Trump. So, you know, one of the things that really bothers me, and I know it's a usual tactic used by prosecutors, is that all they do is they're going to bring you in a room and they're going to say, Roger, you're facing 45 years in prison, Roger. We can get you out on probation, maybe a little community service. You can have, go back to living your life. You know, you just got to you just got to tell us and then they'll start feeding you what they want to hear. Now, that to me is bribery. Somebody's facing whatever number of years in prison and they come in and say, well, if you give us this guy, you got to get out of jail free card. Is that justice or is that something of value in exchange for whatever story they want you to tell or to quote Judge Ellis, um, put the screws in that case to Manafort, your case to Roger Stone. Uh, so that you sing or compose, Roger. Aren't they looking for you to sing or compose? Well, we don't know that yet, but I think it's a pretty good um, uh, possibility. Uh, or, or maybe they just want to give 40 years of payback for beating liberal Democrats in elections, because I worked for Richard Nixon. I worked for Ronald Reagan. I worked for that great patriot, Bob Dole, and I'm proud of it. And uh, I've been trying to get Donald Trump to run for president since 1988, again in 2000, again in 2012, this time in 2016, and, and I'm unabashed in my support for the president and his reform agenda. Uh, he is uh, he is a man of enormous courage and enormous toughness, but he needs to understand that that it's it's him that they want. They want to. I think he understands the that the 2016 election. I think everybody right. understands that this is to take out, undo an election, a duly elected president. They had a plan in place. They had the phony Russian dossier. They had the FISA lies that they got to the court. They, they had their insurance policy, their media leak strategy, and now we know what it is. And it's about creating a narrative with no evidence. And that's why this witch hunt goes on and on and on, and people like yourself get caught up in it on process crimes. You know, do you think you forgot to tell them certain things? Did you misremember because it doesn't seem like there's anything there that is that, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, Roger, who was on my show last week. To go back two years and remember a text or email, I don't think I'm capable of doing any of that. Do you? Well, I, there's no question. I did forget that there were text messages that are entirely exculpatory and prove that everything I told the committee were true. But you didn't I erase them. I had those. No, I haven't erased them. And I ultimately turned them in when I found them. But I didn't know. I didn't remember them in September a year ago. When I testified, no, there was a lot of lying going on that day. Unfortunately, it was Adam Schiff doing most of it. He claimed, for example, that the FBI did examine the DNC computer servers, which we now know to be false. Where do you stand with with Corsi and the radio talk shows? I don't know how to pronounce his name, Credigo or somebody. Yeah, uh, the the allegations uh, they are probably both witnesses against me. Their allegations are false. They're taken out of context. Uh, uh, Credico 
perjured himself before the grand jury, said he wasn't my source regarding the significance or the October timing of the significant of the WikiLeaks disclosures. I disproved that with text messages. Uh, he threatened to put a bullet in the head of another exculpatory witness who went to the Mueller grand jury. He's not charged with witness tampering or witness intimidation. Uh, he threatened to get a woman to falsely accuse me of sexual assault. That's clearly witness intimidation. But he is uncharged. Jerry Corsi claims that a memo he wrote me uh, on research on the Podesta brothers' lucrative business deals in Russia was part of some kind of cover-up, and that he told me that John Podesta's emails had been boosted, never told me anything of the kind. There is no evidence to support that. He then later says that I knew about the NBC Billy Bush tape in advance and asked him to do something about it. That's also entirely false. Why Dr. Corsi is well, but, wait, the but the, get to the morning I don't know. But get to the heart of this. You asking people to try and get information from, by the way, a news, uh, uh, Julian Assange or WikiLeaks, which the New York Times printed, the Washington Post printed, everybody reported on. Debbie Washington Schultz was out with the first email dump. You asking people, hey, find out what this guy may have next. What is the underlying crime here except that you are basically doing what every other campaign in the history of politics has done and you can compare it to what Hillary did by paying a foreign national to make up Russian lies that they did use in the campaign and used as the bulk of information for FISA warrants. Yeah, they want to criminalize political communications just as they want to criminalize free speech. Uh, it is it is really extraordinary. All right. So what's the next step for you? You're just going to fight this to the end and hope and pray. But you know what? You don't know the outcome. Scary. No, I don't. Right now, I need to go make some arrangements to make sure that my wife is safe. That's my number one concern. Well, I wish you the best on that part. This this has to stop. We better, we better get to the bottom of it or say goodbye. America, as we know it, is over. Uh, Roger Stone, thank you. You know, pre-dawn raids, armored vehicles, tactical gear, 27 people, 17 vehicles for lying to Congress and all these other people we know lied to Congress. Nothing happens. It is literally criminalizing political differences. That is not equal justice under the law. That is not equal application of America's laws. That is a perversion of so-called justice in America and a very dangerous one. I don't care where you stand politically. This should frighten you. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.